What a feed. Try to get stick on stick, limit those assisting plays. Passes off. There's the cut and a goal. Absolutely mind-blowing. Terrific save. She takes it and scores. They don't make excuses. They keep believing. The woman up, they get the extra possession out of the false start. And there it is. A flamethrower from the stick. They turn. Hola! What's up, what's up, what's up? Happy 2022. Yes, we are ringing in the new year with a new episode of Chicks with Sticks. Welcome back to the flip side. Yeah, this is the flip side and we're catching you on it. How's everyone's new year? Let us know. Um, Is it as bad as the last two years so far? Let us know. Ash, how would you rank your first week of 2022 well i feel like you really set me up for that question because you know that i have the vid uh, <laughs> the vid. yeah so i i mean essentially i've been my last paycheck i think i clocked for two weeks i clocked 110 hours and that was just at my one job like i worked a little bit at my other job too so that's well over full time um Double and, time. and then not to be insensitive, but my saving grace, I got COVID and now I just can take a breath and stop working. Um, I really miss it though. I miss being out in the snow, um, which I it probably didn't help the coronavirus situation. So honestly, like it hasn't yeah. been, it has like, just like the last three days were like not so great. Um, but the first part was like, fine. I was just like working a lot so it was kind of boring how was yours it has been fine (laughs) yeah really are you lying I think (laughs) um I guess when I asked you this question I should have known that I would also have to answer it it hasn't been bad it hasn't been bad it could be a lot worse we possibly better it could also be a lot better I think as New Year's resolutions go, I didn't really set any, which is not good, I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I was just coughing on screen, but had muted herself. And <laughs> your entire body was shaking. <laughs> Literally was just convulsing. <laughs> but like, I didn't hear anything. So I was like, is she having a stress? <laughs> Oh, just a seizure. <laughs> but also, okay, wait, what were you just saying? You're saying, oh, you didn't set any news resolutions. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, you don't want to set yourself up for failure. Yeah, that's so many people don't like fulfill their goals because they set ones that are too high. So honestly, this is what I'm doing. I'm trying to journal every day and be completely honest with myself in my little journal. So there's just like some self-help things. Um, I guess I'm also trying to set more realistic goals for myself in general. I am very academically driven and I got my grades back. They're good. They are good. That's the thing. They are good. Objectively, they are good grades. Like, can I wrap my head around that? No. So that has been an interesting are they good? Yes. Are they good enough for your high standards? No. Um, yeah. 
Do I have high standards anywhere else in my life? If you know me, no, no. And I should. Will. So maybe we're working on improving that as well. Good. I'm proud of you. Um, my, I mean, my like generic New Year's resolution was to read more. Um, because like last semester, I had a lot of really hard classes and it was, I literally didn't have any time to do anything. Like I wasn't watching any TV. I wasn't reading. I wasn't like doing anything for fun. I was just going to school and sleeping. Um, so my classes are still like hard, but it's not like, it's not like physics and statistics and calculus and stuff like that. It's just like more so like reading and studying and things like that. So, and like research. So I think I'll be able to have a little bit more time for myself to be able to read. I'm really excited about that because I really like reading, but it's just, sometimes it's just like a task thinking about maybe getting an audible subscription. Um, because I'm really good at like I blow through podcasts like nobody's business but like reading it's just like a lot on the eyes especially after I've been on my computer all day so even like if I could listen to it and read it at the same time I don't know just just to kind of get more books in me I think yeah I think that's a great I like that I like that a lot I keep getting an ad on my TikTok for book of the month club I and and I'm like really thinking about doing it I think it's like I don't know how much it is a month I think I thought it was like seven or ten dollars a month which like isn't terrible and I don't know if you like send them back or if you like get to keep the book or whatever but I was thinking about looking into it I like followed the page so that's probably why I keep getting them but I it seems interesting it's just like the stuff that they advertise is a lot of like young adult like romance things and I'm not like 100% into that but I sometimes I need something of a little more substance. Yes, yes, I agree. Like right oh. after finals, my roommate gave me this really good book called It Ends With Us. And it definitely was like a young adult romance right. kind of thing. But it also had a little bit of a flair of dealing with uh the cycle of domestic violence. Oh yeah, actually that would be my book recommendation to you. Also another good one that I absolutely love and shout out to my best friend from home actually Sheridan for suggesting this to me I think two years ago and I bought the book and I've read it like four times since it's called normal people and it's really good it's about these two Irish kids and like their whole relationship from high school until after college and it just like the complexities of I guess essentially not to get sappy and gross but the complexities of like loving someone no matter what and then but like also realizing that you're maybe not meant for each other but also still caring about them and like this whole thing and how like as life changes people come in and out of your life but there might be some people that are just there permanently but also flow in and out it's really good there's also a Hulu series on it if you're looking for something to watch it absolutely destroys me and I love it and I love every second of it. The only way to describe it is to say that it hurts so, so good. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll definitely look into that because that sounds interesting. It's also the, the It Ends With Us one. That one sounds really, not to sound like I'm interested in domestic violence, but I that, that sounds like more substance. And I like that. One of my favorite podcasts called My Favorite Murder. They put out a book. I'm reading that one currently. I also got for Christmas this one called The Gift of Fear. And it talks about like, 
um, trusting your instincts and like when the hairs on your back, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, like what that means and like how you should, your body's like more intuitive than your brain is. And like, you know, like, you know, when you're in a bad situation before your brain knows that you're in a bad situation. So I'm really interested to read that one as well. That's cool. Gut yeah. feeling. I'm a big, I'm a big, like true crime person as, I mean, as you well know, but, um, so it's something to like calm, calm your, like be aware of your anxieties because of all the true crime you ingest, but also like use it, like use it to your advantage. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited about that one. I'm glad we're both, I mean, I think we're both big readers. We've talked about this before. How like in middle school we just read like in su- the summertime we would like blow through books. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wait, did you hear on your for you page on TikTok? Do you have that sound that it's like the birds chirping? Do you have that sound? Um, maybe I don't know. That's no offense. That's really vague. No, I don't. It, I don't know how to describe it other than that. And like it's people being like, I haven't actually heard the silence and there's like birds chirping and then there's owls and it's always like descriptions on the page and it's just people sitting there and they're like this is what it sounds like in late August when you're getting ready to go back to school and there's like one week left but you have you've you've woken up early because all you're going to do is play outside with your friends or whatever blah 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 and that sound okay I will find it and send it to you. It but sucks. I swear that is exactly the sound I would hear when I would just be like laying in my hammock in middle school without a single care in the world, just flying through books. And it was really beautiful. And stop yawning because it's 8.30. Well, I guess it's nine. And Rick, <laughs> sorry. I would like the people to know, oh my God. i would like people to know that ash and i are laying down podcasting right now she has an excuse because she has covid but she suggested it she's like i'm gonna lay down if you don't mind and i was like i'll hop in bed (laughs) you're like oh give me a second i'll get in there too it looks like we're like having a sleepover right now because we're like laying on our side like looking at each other (laughs) long-distance relationships are like probably (laughs) I don't know. Every time when Darian and I were long distance, I would just fall asleep and then the phone was like looking up at the ceiling and he'd be playing video games and it was like not quite like this, but there's something adorable about falling asleep on fa- like when you're talking with someone for so long that yeah. you just fall asleep. Yeah. More adorable thing before we get to the episode. I was talking about my very high expectations earlier for oh my god ash sorry i can't help it she yawned again people um one more adorable thing before we actually get into the meat and potatoes of the episode my okay my parents know very well that i will beat myself up about grades so they've been very helpful and encouraging recently and today I was sitting at my dining room table, just like starting to write down all of the stuff I have to do before school starts. And my doorbell rings and there's, I don't know, I just, like who, nobody comes to my house. So naturally I am like, who is at this doorbell? I'm creeping around the corner, like looking in the window and this, it's a man with a package. And I'm like, oh my 
keep your Amazon, just leave it. And he doesn't, rings the doorbell again. And so I'm like, okay, I have to open the door. So I open the door and I'm just like, hello. I see he's, he has like an edible arrangement thing. And I fully thought that it was for one of my roommates, like their boyfriend sent something. And this man looks at me and goes, Delaney? And I was like, literally who was sending me an edible arrangement right now like I was racking my brain I was like there's no one out here sending me an edible arrangement I'll tell you that right now and then I got it he's like surprise the message is on the card and I'm like oh okay thank you but my my family sent me like chocolate covered strawberries and pretzels and stuff and they were just like congratulations on finishing your first semester and getting all your grades back. We're so proud of you. And it was adorable. And it made me so happy today. And the chocolate strawberries are bomb. But yeah. That's so awesome. I want a little never, shout out. Thank you. I've never received an edible arrangement, but I literally can't. Darian. Huh? Yeah. I said, Darian, where you at? She's never received an edible arrangement. Hop to yeah. it, my boy. Hop on that. Um, yeah. But I, I, sent, I sent one once to my friend when her grandmother died also speaking of <laughs> death um first of all betty white absolutely r-i-p yeah absolutely tragic and then yesterday another gut punch bob saget i was like can we 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 are very very new into 2020 so fragile right now unless we're getting all the bad stuff out of the way in the beginning it was like oh this is all the stuff we couldn't fit into 2021 so let's just like put it right in the beginning <laughs> but I like I saw this post and it was like I can't believe we lost our grandma and our dad all in the span of like one week and I was like you're so right stop 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 I have read some like semi-controversial stuff about Bob Saget however I don't know if any of it was ever proven therefore we will not be speaking ill of the dead on this podcast yeah you're right except for like no, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> We're just not going to even go there on that yeah, it's just one. Yeah, just not even going to go there. Are you ready to hop right into yeah. it? Let's uh, get into it. All right. I'm going to give a quick cough really quick. Hold on. Well, Ash is coughing. So <laughs> we are going to be talking about two people that we really admire that we don't believe get enough recognition, um, maybe aren't making all of the headlines on national lacrosse news but we still find pretty cool and we think they're really great players well they are really great players that's not even to debate but we're just going to be talking about them because we don't think that they are talked about enough and ash is going to go first so take it away so as delaney said these um two women are uh women that we believe have not gotten anywhere near as much recognition as they should um my uh admirable person is Megan Taylor so if you know Megan Taylor you know that she has gotten some recognition I mean she was a Tartan award winner um and she's actually the first goalie to ever win that award um she won that in 2019 uh she played for the University of Maryland from 2016 to 2019 she is an absolute powerhouse like I looked up to her when I was in high school because I feel like you know, you only heard about like the really good like midfielders when you were in high school, and it was like, mm, uh, who? Like, I mean, yeah, that's great. I'm happy for them, but also like, I don't. 
I don't really, I can't really relate to that because I mean, I, I played field, but I never obviously played midfield. So I really looked up to her. I remember like watching her when she was even a freshman because she started a lot when she was a freshman. Um, she's from Glenelg, Maryland. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but it's G-L-E-N-E-L-G. Um, her parents are from Pittsburgh. So whoop, whoop, Pittsburgh. I'm a big Pittsburgh fan if you didn't know that. Actually, just went to a Penguins game with Darian. Um, they played the Blues and they won. And they just came off a ten-game winning streak. For anyone that doesn't know, because I don't know if we've ever actually said this, Darian is Ash's boyfriend. So oh. <laughs> that's who we're referencing. He yeah. has gotten shoutouts, but that is his official introduction. Yeah. Um. I mean, we've been dating for almost three years, so it's not like it's just like a new thing that I just talk about. But um, I don't know. I'm not trying to get too personal with it. Anyway, so she's from Pittsburgh. We love Pittsburgh. My parents lived in Pittsburgh for a while. Um, she, I listened to there's this uh this goalie podcast. I think I've recommended it before. It's called Lax Goalie Rat Podcast, and um, he did an interview with Megan Taylor. Um, I think in 2020 maybe. She really just seems like a good person and she's very humble. That's like a big thing that I noticed about her that I really admired because it's easy as a goalie. It's easy as a goalie to go both ways. It's easy as a goalie to be like the most self-deprecating person ever, but it's also easy to have a giant ego because essentially the goalie is the quarterback on the team. And so you can either feel that pressure and hate yourself for it, or you can use it to your advantage um and she seems like she found a really good balance of both um her brother i believe i i can't remember if, i think he might have played for salisbury i can't remember that for 100 percent sure i don't remember but he played lacrosse she said they were like a big hockey family and he they were both hockey goalies and like he came home and was like all my friends are playing lacrosse like i want to try it and her mom was like okay great like bought them all their equipment and um her brother wanted someone who could shoot on him. And so like, or somewhere, I'm sorry, the opposite. He wanted to sh- be able to shoot on someone because he was only in goal at practice. So he wanted to be able to shoot on someone to like learn the other side of the game. Um, so he just like put his sister, he put Megan in his goalie pads and like threw her in goal. And she was like, and at the beginning, like he really like let me make a lot of saves like she was like he really coached me into it like he didn't just like shoot on me and like really deflate my ego and she said that that like she thinks did a lot for her for her attitude which it totally sounds like it like he said once she got good like she actually he actually started like taking real shots um but she's actually five three um she's like really small um and like that's I mean I'm five seven I think and I'm still like not short for a goalie but like ideally you have like a big goalie or like a tall goalie but she's like really agile um like she's really fast and a lot of the stuff that she talks about when he was interviewing her he was like you just you seem like you just know where the ball is gonna go like you don't think about it you're just already there and she was like yeah that's kind of she was like, I just think because I've seen so many shots, like that's just how it has to happen. So it was just like, I don't know, interesting to see how like she's a small person, but she was still able to make so many saves. Um, she at her time in Maryland, she logged four thousand eight hundred and eighty eight minutes in goal. Um, that's 
80 hours like of game time she um when she was in college she had a uh, 0.52 save percentage i'm sorry 0.512 save percentage um she faced over 2000 shots in her college career um and in her like at the end she had 84 career wins and four career losses four that's insane i have four in a like a month (laughs) can i just i can't wrap that around my head i mean obviously numbers don't lie but that is absolutely incredible and that's why i just jaw to the floor yeah i don't know i mean like and she she has gotten a lot of recognition but i just feel like because she plays a women's sport, she still hasn't gotten the recognition that she deserved because I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So don't quote me on this, but I'm almost positive. She is the only goalie ever to win a Twarton reward award. Like that there hasn't been, I don't think there's been a, a guy's goalie that's won it. So like, it just says a lot about her. And like, I feel like if I didn't look up to her in high school, I wouldn't really know who she was, even though she did win. And it, I mean, she won in 2019, so it's not like it was that long ago. So she went to Glen Oak High School, um, and she played there, obviously. She she was kind of saying on that podcast that um, she never had, like, anything crazy, like, any kind of, you know, like... uh, a lot of the goalie camps I've gone to, they have like pitching machines that they use to like shoot tennis balls at you to like make saves. So they don't have to like, it's not like one person shooting on every single goalie. She was like, I never had anything like that. Like I literally only ever had my stick and a couple of cross balls and a couple tennis balls. Like she was like, and you don't, so you don't need to like, you don't need to feel like you need all these fancy things. Like you just need a good, like she and she also said that she never really had a goalie coach besides her brother. Like she she played um, like tournament teams, but she never had a goalie coach other than her brother. So she was like, you don't really need you just need someone to look up to. You just need someone to like help you. And she was like, and the only other thing I ever had w- was like for reaction drills. We did the lanyard thing where you. I think I talked to you about this before you clip it to your stick, the head of your stick, and then you clip it to your helmet. And so like every time you move your stick, your body has to go with it or otherwise you're going to get like whiplash. So she was like, she said the, like that really helped her as well, but it just like blew my mind that like, she's a, like, I have a whole list of all of her accolades and like all the awards she's ever won and stuff like that. And it's, it's insane that she just essentially did it by herself. Like you don't need, you know, expensive goalie coaches. You don't need, I mean, yeah, she played for a D1 school, but the way she made it, I mean, the way she made it sound, she she worked for it and she made it happen. Like she was so, every single time she talked about, like he kept asking her about the award and she was like, well, it's like a, like a whole defensive award. Like it wasn't just for me, like it was for my whole team. And it really felt like she meant that. And I thought that was so important because I feel like a lot of times it's it's more just about, the performance performance of one player and not about a whole team. And I think she really like gave that award to like her whole team. And that really stood out to me when she was talking about that. Um, so 
recently she was for two she was for one year she was a a volunteer coach at navy um and then she was a an assistant coach the next year like last year i think um and she was a defensive and goalie coach assistant coach um but now she's working at um it's called goalie smith it's like a a goalie camp kind of like training program thing that does um like boys girls men's and women's goalie camps and stuff like that and so she's the um the head of women's development there and that was really cool I found her LinkedIn profile and just kind of like saw what she was doing like what she was up to and she really seems like lacrosse is like her life um but she also on that podcast that I listened to she also talked about how she was like it's really important that you don't burn yourself out she was like I was always trying to play like different sports like I think she played um she played field hockey and I think she, at one point she played ice hockey. I thought she played something else, but she was like, I tried to play other sports because I don't want to hate the sport that I'm in because it's all I do. Like I want to be able to use that as an outlet and not have it just be like a chore because that's the only thing I'm doing. Um, on that podcast, they talked about how, like what her coaching style is. She really pushes that position saves are saves too. Like she was like, if you are standing in goal and someone rails you with the ball or just hits you with the ball and you don't have to move, that's a save. Like that would have gone in if you weren't in goal. So like, she was like, don't beat yourself up for like saves like that because you knew that you didn't have to move. You knew that you could stay there and like conserve your energy to be able to make the save, get the clear, whatever, make the assist, ground balls, whatever. Like, and so that was really important to me because I feel like I kind of always have the mentality of like a save is a save, but like a lot of times coaches are like, you should be working on form and stuff. And it's like, yeah, when you're younger, but like I'm in college now, it's, it's really hard to like change what you're doing. So I feel like if I'm saving the ball, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not an amazing, I'm not the best goalie that ever walked the planet, but like if I'm making a save, why wouldn't I just make that save how I can? So I think it was really important to hear like her perspective on that. So I also have a whole list of her awards and I'm just going to kind of go through the, um, not the important ones because they're all important, but like go through just a couple of them because there's literally probably 25 of them on the, in this list that was on her her player bio in 2020 she was a finalist for the james e sullivan award um and she's the first lacrosse player ever to be picked for that um she also obviously won the twarton award in 2019 and again she was the first goalie for that um she had a lot of like school accolades um she was the honda sport award winner for lacrosse um goaltender of the year big 10 four-time big 10 goaltender of the year um MVP in 2019 for the NCAA, University of Maryland Student Athlete of the Year 2018 and 2019, three-time All-Big Ten team in 2016, 2017, and 2019. She was a Torton Award nominee in 2017, 2018, and 2019, so it's not even like she just, you know, that was the first time she was even considered. All of these are like All-American, Goalie of the Year, like she is really a really good player, and she seriously does not seem to think that highly of herself which is just like so humbling I guess like because she's really good and I think she focuses more on like being a part of a team than um like being just a goalie herself and I think that's really rare especially today um because like yeah awards are great but like sometimes they they give you a big head um 
And it really seems like she didn't let it do that. Uh, she was talking about how the weekend of the Tartan Awards in 2019, um, it was like her brother's, like her sister-in-law's, or well, going to be sister-in-law's, her, her bachelorette party or something, um, or bridal shower or something like that. And she was like, okay, I bought that. Like, she was like, I bought the plane ticket. Like, I'm not even worried about it. And her coach went up to her and was like, you know, you like, you need to be here for this because you're like being, um, like you're a finalist for it. And she was like, Oh, okay. So she, so she went and her coach was like, listen, I don't, I don't know this for sure, but like you should have a speech prepared just in case, because it really looks like you're going to win this. And she was like, Oh, like when they were there and she was like, okay, I guess I'll try to figure that out. But like, she said, I was so like, I didn't even think like, yeah, I was a finalist and that was great, but I was up against a lot of good players. And she was like, I really didn't expect because up until that point, like a goalie hadn't won it. And I think since then a goalie still hasn't won it, but like, unless men's have, but um, like, it was just so crazy how she's so humble, even though she's, (laughs) which I think is probably a big reason why you don't hear about her that much because she doesn't like flaunt her stuff. Like I was literally trying to look for her like social media and I don't think she has any. And, or if she does, it's like, you know, with a different name or whatever, but like, I was trying to look for it because I realized I didn't, I wasn't following her, but I think she doesn't really have any because I don't think she's about like flaunting her life and where her life has gone since then. And I just admire that a lot. And I think that's really humbling, I guess. Can I'm just thinking about, I feel like everyone at some level has felt imposter syndrome. The level, I can't even imagine being at that award ceremony and then being like told, you need to have a speech prepared because then it's it's just so real in that moment and good for her. I mean, I hope she... I'm sure at this point has recognized how extremely talented she is. Right. But it's just in that moment, it's just so much validation. And suddenly it's like, oh my God. Oh, like I don't have imposter syndrome. Like I'm really, I'm really like a decent goalie. (laughs) Yeah, just decent. (laughs) Well, I was, I just watched a, I saw a TikTok that was like, um, also, did you watch Mare of Easttown? I did not. Um, okay. I highly recommend it to anyone's listening, especially Pennsylvania people that it's set in Delco, which is like the most disgusting accent ever, Delaware County. Um, so like kind of near Philly, whatever it's in, I think it's Bucks County, but, um, Kate Winslet is in it. Uh, Roy from the office is in it. Huh? What is it called again? It's called mayor of Easttown, but it's not like mayor. It's like M A R E of Easttown because her name's Marianne, I think. So they call her mayor. Oh, interesting. and then this, the town is East town, but it's like about, I was, my mom recommended it to me and I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. But then I looked it up and it was like kind of true crime drama. And like, there's like a, there's like murders in town and like people are getting kidnapped and stuff like that. And she's a detective and it's just like following her and her life and like how kind of screwed up her life was at the beginning and how kind of screwed up she was. But anyway, Evan Peters is also in it and I love Evan Peters. He's really good in it. Um, he, they like both mastered the Delco accent. And I think Kate Winslet is, is English and Evan Peters. I mean, I don't know where he's from, but he's definitely not from Delco. And like, 
I read, watch interviews with them and they talked about how long they practice it. But the point is that he won some kind of award for mayor of Easttown. And I saw a video of him receiving the award and he like gets up, like people are trying to hug him and he's like, oh no, like he's like dodging hugs and he gets up on the stage and he's like, oh shit, public speaking. And I was like, that's so accurate because like he was so uncomfortable with the fact that he won and like had to talk about himself, which, cause I mean, essentially you're like, you're thanking people, but you're thanking people because of something that you did. So I just, I feel like that was kind of her view of it. Look up her speech. uh, Yeah. That's a good idea. I didn't even think about that. That would be really uh, interesting to see what she says. I agree. I was going to say when we are, when we're done, we can screen share and watch it. Yes. Oh my god, I would love that. Yeah, so um, that's my little like synopsis of Megan Taylor. Um, I've I've looked up to her for a long time, and it was really interesting to like deep dive into her more because she kind of always just seemed like a you know unreachable dream. I mean, it's a little late for me now because I was a senior in college, but like it's nice to see a player that built themselves into the player that they are with not a lot of crazy things. Because I think it's sometimes it's discouraging for young athletes especially female athletes to see like players that are amazing and have like you know all the nicest like brand sticks and like equipment and everything like that and it's like Mm. you don't you don't need that you really don't need that like once you get to a d1 school they'll give you that you don't need to have it until then but like I look at the, the the team that I coach and it's like you should see the the cars in the parking lot there's like Teslas and Range Rovers and you know um lifted jeeps and stuff like that and they're all wearing like lululemon and i was like i didn't buy lululemon until i was in college but like that's just like the go-to and they're like wearing it when we're having like muddy practices and i'm like girl that was like a hundred dollars for those shorts what are you doing but i mean their parents pay for it so it's like whatever but i just don't want younger players to get discouraged because they don't have the best equipment or they don't have the best whatever athletic clothing or even coach like you just you you can there's so many online things that you can look up for free that you can learn from more so than a coach like I've never really had like a a dedicated goalie coach so I and I I I think I'm decent but like I've had people that help me and that's all you need yeah that you touched on something that I would love to do an entire episode on actually Um, being a social science major in undergrad, we talked a lot about, you know, society and just the ins and out of it and how we got to where we are today and all the different struggles that people face. And we talk about how in sports, socioeconomic differences make huge performance differences for players and it's crazy because like there are sports that you like be playing lacrosse and being rich is not a weird connection at all it's not uncommon not at all rich but having like more money in general and I would say same with like hockey or tennis um because they're like I mean tennis I I can't really speak on tennis but like hockey's an expensive sport yeah and I can say tennis because like country clubs and no no and you, no you're golf. you're yeah you're totally right I don't know why that is though I feel like tennis isn't that expensive but it, it's definitely like a rich person's game for sure or like yeah. it's seen like the stereotype is that it's a rich person's game and mm-hmm. so it's like you, you you get yourself into a mindset that's 
that's like you don't I'm not good enough for that like I don't have the money to do that and sometimes it's hard because tournament teams cost hundreds of hundreds of dollars to thousands of dollars to like have better coaches but honestly you don't always need that like a lot of the girls that I've played with over the years haven't had like tournament teams or haven't been on like amazing tournament teams and they still play in college like if you want to if you want to be like a D1 player yeah you're probably going to need to work really hard if you're not in a tournament team but you can still do it like it's not impossible yeah and I don't want to say too much on that right now because that's not the topic of this episode and maybe right. in the future because I do have a lot to say about it but um we will touch on that more later today. yeah put a pin in that one yeah put a pin in that as my my torch professor all last semester (laughs) when someone would have a question and like we would we were gonna talk about that later on and we just didn't know enough information yet and she didn't want to confuse us and she would say put a pin in that or when something was important she would say and I'd like to flag for you and it was really funny she uh yeah I was gonna ask I was gonna ask if she ever took that pin out Sometimes, but I think most times we all just forgot about the question. (laughs) Anyways, okay. So for my segment of the episode, I'm going to be talking about Sandra Dickey. So some backstory. I follow just like random lacrosse highlight accounts. And I've just like followed some pretty cool players that I would repeatedly see on those accounts off of them. Um, And I saw a highlight of Sandra, like, I think in like 2018, 2019. And then I was like, wow, she's really cool. First, that was our my first Insta request to her. She did not accept it. Um, we're actually, I, so I was like, she's really cool. Did some research on her, found out we're like the same age. And I was like, wow. And that's really cool because I don't know, in my mind, like people who are like professional and better and like really good and playing d1 like for some reason they have to be older than me i don't really know why but that that's a thought you that's want me to... been in my head. wait you yeah go ahead let me tell you why <laughs> or why yeah. i think i think like that because it seems like oh well i'm okay that i'm not winning that many awards and doing that well because i'm much younger <laughs> and then you're like oh we're the same age <laughs> or oh she's younger than me we're going to put a pin in that. (laughs) (laughs) We're putting a pin in Ashley's psychological evaluation of me for now. Anyways, (laughs) I saw Sandra found out she's the same age as me. I'm like, wow, she is so cool. Amazing. Good for her. That was my first follow request. Again, did not accept whatever. So then I kind of had forgotten about her. And I think I want to say last spring, I was just scrolling through the some stats on like the NCAA D1 page. And I was like, oh my God, there she is, Sandra Dickey. I was like, gotta try and follow her again. So I re-request her on Instagram. I like did some research on her, found out that she has killed her career. And I'm just like, this girl is so, so cool. Later on, we we started the podcast and Ash and I have been brainstorming. I was like, I know exactly who I want to talk about. I see this girl all the time. I had like gone back, watched like 
highlight clips of her on YouTube. I love watching highlight clips on YouTube. Anyways. <laughs> um, I actually think part of in our intro when there's like the music and then you hear the announcers I think it was part of one of her games that the announcers are from fun fact because I was like oh I like what they said and I just like took clips anyways not related back to Sandra okay so (laughs) she after doing some research I was like I I definitely want to talk about her so she is uh from the Philadelphia area her hometown, I'm going to butcher the name, and I am so sorry to anyone who is from here, as well as her. Um, Paoli, Paoli, Pennsylvania? No idea. It's around Philly. And um, she went to, again, the names. I'm really sorry. I'm really bad with the pronunciation. Uh, Conestoga, Conestoga High School? Yeah. So that's where she went and grew up. She was a star player even in high school. Um, I mean, her team, her senior year, won state championships. She was named MVP. Uh, She was an All-American. She won a multitude of other awards, was named Player of the Week in their area multiple times, and was just so naturally good at the sport. I, they, they on her. So then, so after high school, she then went on to play for Lehigh. And she said in this video that I watched that Lehigh made about her in her 2020 season that she picked Lehigh because she straight up was just like, well, a lot of people went there in my area. And I was like, okay, girl. I was like, fair enough. Um, Um, Just so you know, okay. This says it's actually a 50% acceptance rate, but like, like lehigh is like you know 30 minutes from my house and that's like it's like a good school it's like a high highly regarded school and like a lot of people i know applied to there and didn't get in so it's it's like it's like a good school it's not just like a yeah i guess i'll go there unless you're really smart which obviously she probably was but she definitely was because in the video she did mention that they have like a really a good academic program she was like i like it she was like a lot of people go there it seemed like a decent option, not just like a second choice that I should make clear. She said she picked going there because it was popular in the area, still closer to home, I suppose. Um, But it was really funny because she was very casual about the fact that she is going to play lacrosse at a D1 school that is like, it was just so incredibly casual the way she put it in the video. It was very funny. Like she was like, yeah, yep (laughs) like just very right over her head kind of situation and I thought that was quite comical um so right off of the bat she absolutely kills her freshman year season and is like just really being put on the boards with stats I'm not going to go through all of them you can look it up on Lehigh's page if you want she's number 18 but yeah so she starts her freshman year or her freshman season is in 2017 um and she plays every single one of the games. She plays every single one of the games her entire career um, at Lehigh, which she also did a fifth year. And I don't blame her whatsoever. Um, so she, she actually was a psychology major there. But so the video I watched about her that the school made 
um, was after her 2020 season, which we all know was the season that was cut short because of COVID. And it was um, the interview that was done was done over Zoom, I presume, because she had she didn't have a mask on and whatnot. And she was reflecting on everything. And her they also interviewed some of um, or her, her coach and she, they also had teammates talk about her. It's wonderful. Again, Ash, if you want to watch it after this, I don't know how to share the screen, but we can um, do it. Well, I'm looking at her stats right now and wow. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's impressive. She's insane. She's so freaking cool. Um, <laughs> so she blew it out of the park even in just her freshman year. Uh, she's a midfielder. She's number 18. She comes back her sophomore season and basically doubles all of her stats. And then in 19, in 2019 is when it really starts to just take off entirely. Um, I think every time, every season, obviously, except for 2020, that she was at Lehigh, they made it into um, their like playoffs and it wasn't until the Patriot her, one. yeah she's in yeah they're in the Patriot League and they made it into the playoffs and her um they were in like quarterfinals I think and semifinals every single year and then they were in the championship her her fifth year her tech her graduate year technically um and unfortunately lost to Loyola what's that like but, <laughs> I know. Can someone let me know? I mean, she won a state championship in high school. She was so. What's cool. that like? I know it's so cool. Um, I mean, I've obviously watched clips of her playing, and it's so funny when you watch good lacrosse. It looks effortless. It's a, I mean, in beautiful. They're just spread out across the field. You can tell these girls are just fast as lightning because it barely even looks like they're running. They are just like sprinting down the field. But I mean, it's, it's, it looks so beautiful and effortless. And that's what her coach talked about. She's like, you could just tell she knew exactly what she was doing on that field. She knew there was not a second where she had to like, really think about it. You could tell she's working hard, but from the standpoint of someone who's not on the field it just looks like second nature like absolute instinct when she's out there and um her coach also talked about how there was no one she felt that worked harder than Dickie um every single like lacrosse was her whole life pretty much it seemed that way she was putting everything she had on that field every time she was out there and I think for anyone that lost their season to COVID that is a whole new meaning and I think that showed in her 2021 season when she just absolutely blew it out of the park like insane um she held hold on let me flip um here are my notes sorry um my notes are actually in a notebook that I used last semester and then like didn't finish because I was like I don't want to waste these pages but I just was like triggered because I saw notes for intentional infliction of emotional harm <laughs> and I'm like oh. anyways okay so in her 2021 season she so for the last two years she was a in 2020 and in 2021 she was on the uh Twartonward 
watch list, which was huge. No one from Lehigh had ever done that before, let alone two seasons in a row. And then in 2021, she is on the NCAA stats for averaging the most caused turnovers per game, which was 3.15. And that was in the nation, in the nation. Like that, that's crazy. That's so cool. And I, and um, she is a midfielder and I, I played midfield when I was in high school and then later on in my college career, but I did play defense most of it. And the defensive end is my home. And that is just so cool. I love that. Go off, sis. That's so cool. There is nothing better than getting the ball back for your team. I mean, except for maybe scoring. And she would know that too, because she just set absolute insane records for her school. And I'm just going to read them off because I went on Lehigh's record book and just it's her name all over it. It's freaking awesome. Like some of them, it's just like she's number one, two, three, and four for these records. And I'm like, wow can i just say one thing before you say those yeah um so there's this little sandwich shop um in bethlehem where lehigh is called the goose um and it's the best like hole in the wall sandwich place ever and darian and i go there all the time and um i'm i'm almost positive because i always look they have like it's like one of those places that they have um like newspaper articles all over the walls and stuff like that and there it's definitely all, them. yeah it's all about lehigh and i always when i go in there i look for lacrosse and i know that i've seen articles about her and it's like i'm cr- not kidding you i will drive so we can go there so i can see i just think she's so cool it's honestly it's the best place like and they have like this little tiny menu but then when you you've gone there a couple of times you know that they have a secret menu that you can like look up online and they have like a hundred different types of sandwiches and then like they have like one sandwich and it's like oh it's this sandwich inside of this sandwich and that's like what the new sandwich is it's so good and they like i wonder if they have a sandwich named after her uh i don't know i know that they're i know that they're um um their list like their secret list is like pretty old like i remember like the first time i ever found it it was like on reddit (laughs) so that should tell you how old it was and like the the screen one of the screenshots is like clearly on like an iphone 3 so they probably don't um but like they they like are really supportive of lehigh students because i think their son goes there and it's uh, such an amazing place and i've definitely seen like uh articles about her okay well i'm coming to visit your home and i would really like to go there (laughs) uh i love me a good sandwich shop that supports local athletes schools all of that yeah so overall i have just watched her for a really really long time and i love watching her play i i really enjoy looking up highlights and the different games that i've seen her plan and the video that her school made about her basically as a tribute and a thank you to her program incredible because again like I said earlier it's really funny because she's so casual about it it's just these players I feel like all of the best players are so humble and they're like oh yeah yeah I'm I'm good but I'm out here because I really love my teammates I really love the game I'm out here because I work hard every day it's something I really enjoy and at the end of the day I'm just having fun and I'm having fun because I put this hard work in because we all want to do well. And I, there's just this such great camaraderie that comes through on the video when she talks about her teammates and when her coach talks about her, it's so very evident that she is so good just because she loves the sport. She's loving what she's doing. And I don't think anything can replace 
the talent that comes from someone who is truly passionate about what they're doing. And it is very obvious that that is Sandra Dickey. And it's just really, it's a great video. So definitely look it up on the Lehigh site. But anyways, I'm just going to read some of the Lehigh record book stats off because it's just insanely impressive. But also I, as a player who also had their first senior season cut short, I am just so happy that she also got a hugely successful season in 2021. And that's, it's a nice, it's a happy ending. It's the happily ever after. Well, they were so, so incredibly close to the championship, but it, it is a really ha- happy ever after for them. She is ranked number ninth for single season goals in 2018 with 54 goals. She's ranked number eight for single season points uh, with 76 points in 2018. She's ranked number one for single season shots, which would be 144 in her 2018 season. She's ranked number two, three, and four for single season draw controls. um, And that's 81, 78, and 53, respectively, for the 2018, 2019, and 2021 seasons. Um, And then she's ranked number one for single season caused turnovers with 41 in her 2021 season. And then she's also ranked number seventh for single season cause turnovers um, with 28 in 2019. Then for her career records, she is ranked number two with 205 career goals. She is ranked number ninth with 57 assists in her career. She is ranked third with 262 points in her career. She's ranked number six with 147 ground balls in her career. She's ranked number one with 252 draw controls in her career. And she's also ranked number one with 118 caused turnovers in her career. So, yeah. It's it's really, really impressive. And she's just so cool and so humble. And I love watching her play. I couldn't really figure out what she's up to now. Uh, I hope she's doing really well. I did indeed. She didn't accept your follow request. No, I sound ridiculous. <laughs> if you ever hear this, please accept my follow request. I think you're so cool. I am a fan. And I also did request her on the Tricks with Sticks Insta page, and she also did not accept that follow. So I'm not taking it as a personal insult, but if you ever hear this episode, please accept my follow request. It would be so cool. Yeah. And so that's that's her. Yeah, I was I was reading them as you were as you were saying them and you're right like all of them and especially I would say like just her I mean you know it's hard to judge the 2019 and 2020 seasons but like her assist her freshman year was three and her assist went up to 22 her sophomore year like that alone shows so much growth like as a player to be able to pass the ball and like not you know take it Mm -hmm. all for yourself I mean her goals are still high but she's she's putting up more assists, which I think is important. Yeah. And her coach talks about that too. 
um and just how she's all overall just a team player and you can see it when she plays it's just you can see in her play and the way she is on the field that she can see the entire field when she has the ball when she doesn't have the ball she can move in a way around the field to set not only herself up when she has the ball or doesn't have the ball but same for when other people have the ball and it's just the way she carries herself out there and she also talks about how in the video she's like her coach talks about how she's a leader and then she's like yeah like I guess I'm a leader you know um if I'm gonna be a leader I'm gonna try to lead by example which she so clearly does because numbers don't lie but then she's like I've been really trying hard to be more vocal and I watched couple things from their 2021 season and I do think she achieved that so that's good for her good for her it's hard especially I think that is something with people who are extremely humble about being good at things like to vote be vocal more so because it's an awkward thing I think it's awkward for a lot of people she seems like a really great player. And I think we both picked people who we didn't even really talk about it. Like the only reason I knew who you had was because we had to use it for our, like the picture we posted last week. Yeah. So like, I didn't even, I didn't want to like look her up or anything. Cause I wanted to be able Dang. to have you tell me. Um, mm-hmm. But like, it's interesting how similar the two people that we chose are, even though it's a midfielder and a goalie, like they're both so humble. And I think, I mean, yeah, Megan Taylor won that award, but it just as easily could have been um, Sandra Dickey in uh, like a later year. So I, I think that, I mean, there's a lot of lacrosse players. There's a lot of people that get like are on the watch list for um, the, the Torton award. Like it's, it's a lot. So like, even just to be on the watch list, like that's crazy. Huge. It's a huge honor. Also Sandra won like a ton of other awards but I wasn't gonna sit here and list them they're all incredibly impressive just right all American like all kinds of different teams like yeah she's phenomenal I I wanted to give her credit for winning those awards but yeah right yeah that was good yeah that was great I I like learning more about people who aren't always in the top headlines yeah i agree and there you have it folks mike drop <laughs> mike drop we won't get into that today but our next episode we might get a little into men's versus women's because we have a special guest yeah. you guys will adore you'll love you'll love they've been like asking us for so long ever yeah. since lascalzo was on yeah yeah, so we hope you guys enjoyed this. I really enjoyed like researching them and kind of getting to know them better. And I enjoyed listening to you talk about Sandra. So I definitely think this is something we can do in the future. Yeah, just give some other people some shout outs. Yeah, maybe even for like D3 and stuff like that. Yes, I would love. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, that'd be I awesome. Think that's a really good idea. Just give some people more recognition. Well, as always, if you guys enjoyed this, oh, Spotify added this new feature where you can rate the show. I don't know if, how many people listen on Spotify. I think the bulk of our listeners are on Spotify. You've always been able to rate and review. 
and subscribe. <clears throat> yeah. Rate, review, and subscribe. You've always been able to do that on Apple Podcasts, but now Spotify has a rate feature. I don't know if they have a review feature. I haven't seen that. Um, so if you guys could rate us, we'd really appreciate that. That helps us a lot to kind of get more listeners. Um, also, as always, you guys can follow us on Instagram, um, Chicks with Sticks Podcast. Um, you can email us at Chicks with Sticks Podcast at gmail.com. Um, that's pretty much it. We hope you guys enjoyed this. And as always, catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Bye.